0: This is the MMA Takes Podcast. MMA Takes Podcast. With your host, Brian Petrie. Brian Petrie. Yeah. I am your host. I am that guy. That guy that uh, that was just said. Brian Petrie. Hey, welcome to MMA Takes Podcast. First time listening. Welcome. Congratulations. You found the best podcast um, MMA podcast known to man. I mean, I'm not the best, best, but I'm the best MMA uh unsigned talent out there so if you got a bucket of money and a truckload of cash sign me up okay i don't like to travel so if you want to send me to events got to be first class okay that's 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 one okay we won't go into my writer just yet but there's a lot on the list a lot to come over a lot to go over rio rancho was this past weekend Kind of a weird one, right? I've I enjoyed myself. There are some good fights. There were some duds. Um, There's some weird stoppages. There's some weird corner advice. We'll get into all of it. We'll deep dive into all that. A couple other things popped up. We'll talk about it. You know how the podcast works? I sit here and I just talk. Okay. I got my apple juice with me. Got my belly full. And uh, I'm ready to rock. Ready to rock. Just took a nice little dump, pre show dump. You got to do it, boys and girls girls poop too sorry boys if you don't know that chicks poop um and uh yeah i don't know how we got on poop but yeah pre-show dump is always important for me because when i get going sometimes it has happened i mean you know i'm very open about my bowel movements i have a little i have irritable bowel so i go wherever whenever um i don't think there's been a time in the past year where my wife and I ate and then we went to Target afterwards for God knows what and I had to take a shit. I mean, every time. It's like clockwork. Uh, It's like the minute I walk in the Target, my body goes, yep, time to poop. Um, But a pre-show dump's important. It's vital. makes you feel looser, more agile. Ready to go, ready to go! Uh, Welcome to the show. Yeah, a little high energy. Sorry. Let's bring it down. If you listen to this in the morning or at work, let's bring it down a little bit, okay? Uh, We'll go over Rio Rancho. We'll... um Uh yeah, some crazy stuff went on that. And uh yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. First things first. Um, I just had something in my head. I didn't write it down. I have something written down that I want to talk about personally. First things first, what do I gotta say? What do I gotta say? I got nothing. I forgot. I forgot. First things first though, brain doctor update. Uh I as you guys know, first time listening, you won't know, but if you've been listening to it for a while, I've had I had a seizure seven years ago. One and only time, you know, walking into the gym ready to spar. Some UFC caliber, UFC, not caliber, UFC, both guys were in the UFC when I was going to go sparm. Not a big deal. Not to brag. And I had a seizure. Um, I was running pretty, pretty ragged in that point in my life. It was like three, four months where I was waking up at two in the morning, going to do my job, which was very physical and hot and demanding. And then right from there, going to work out at like like weights and shit. And then when I went to school, ran weights. Gym, three hours of sleep at night. I did that for like three months. And on the weekends, I'm not a big drinker, but you know, I just was going through a breakup and uh I was fucking just every weekend going out drinking, trying to meet chicks, doing that whole thing for and I was running myself into the ground and boom, my brain's like, Yeah, you gotta stop. Uh and <clears throat> I've had three, this is my fourth neurologist, and I've never really got like a clear-cut answer. I've got put through a bunch of tests when it happened, MRI, CAT scan. They did like the electrodes where they stick it to your brain and they, they try to have you have a seizure. They flash it in front of your eyes. You got to lay there. Um, yeah, I've had it all right. My first, my first doctor thought I did drugs, which I didn't pass all the drug tests, but she's very suspicious. Like, okay, well you don't have epilepsy. Uh, why is a healthy guy having a seizure? Well, it's because you're, you did some kind of drug and I said, I don't take drugs, Sorry. Second guy, we had a little bit of confusion with the insurance. So I only got to meet him once. He thought nothing was wrong with me. He wanted me to get off medicine. Third woman met her. She moved to India. <clears throat> she, uh, she wanted me to get an MRI to see how my brain was, but she thought everything was good. Now the new guy I got, this guy's about a hundred, right? He's been, he, he's been around. Right. And I've met him twice. I met him, I go yearly and this was the seven year update. And so we had a nice little conversation about, should I get an MRI? What kind of, what, what went wrong with me? I've never got like a full answer. And he flat out told me that there's nothing wrong with my brain. My MRI that they did seven years ago, there was a couple spots that they like, kind of like maybe pointed to, uh, that everyone's brain probably has, but they were just pointing to that. Cause they didn't know why I had one. Um, then he told me a story about soldiers in Vietnam when they went over there on the plane ride over and then like their first couple days there, they were, they were sleep deprived and w- with the boot camp that they just went through the plane ride over there and just being in a fucking war zone, of so stress, sleep deprived, running ragged. A lot of those guys had seizures over there and they were perfectly healthy, perfectly normal, but they had seizures. So that's where the study came from. Uh, that perfectly healthy guys could have seizures if they 're sleep deprived if they 're you know overworking themselves some guys don 't have it some some people don't have it. I just happen to be one of those guys that you know they explained to me it was like a switch you know some people everyone has a switch some people's switch can be flipped, and mine was at that point so really good update because i've been wanting to i've been holding off a little bit i've been working out working the body, working the hands down in the garage, and I was uh gonna go to a gym and do some sparring and, and, and really kind of take it to the next level. And, uh, really wanted to get the good, the go ahead with, uh, with the old doc. And I said, last thing I said to him, I said, doc, here's here's situation, blah, blah, blah. And he smiled and he's like, well, I, as a neurologist, I can't condone getting hit in the head, but he's like, I don't, you know, it's not, it's not safe for anybody, but he's like, you don't have to walk around with like a helmet on. So uh, that was good. That was a good news. Good update. So that's, uh, I, I narrowed down to two gyms. I went to one gym a few weeks ago, did some grappling, but there's a gym right down the street and it's, it's a little bit cookie cutter, right? The, the gym I went to, which has fighters in the local area. A lot of the people there were small, I think I've said it on the podcast, but that was like 40 minutes away, right? Non-highway. It's, you know, the way Cincinnati laid out. It's hard to explain how the West side of Cincinnati is laid out. But basically, it's it, it, you take like a state route there, and it takes about forty minutes, right? Don't hate the drive, but the other gym, the cookie cutter gym, as I call it, that's literally ten minutes away, if that, maybe eight minutes away. They just moved <clears throat> to a new building, and it looks awesome. But it like whenever I see pictures of Instagram of their classes and stuff, it's like <clears throat> a lot of women. Self-defense, a lot of cardio, a ton of kids. That's how they make their money. You, you gotta have kids' classes. So I don't really see anybody in there really. And maybe that's what I need. Maybe I need to start off small. I mean, I'm not a goddamn fighter or anything. I don't want to spar you know six times a day or anything, but I want to get in, I want to get some work, right? I want to get my hands dirty. I'm fucking aggressive. Man. So I want to get in there, I want to crack. But uh yeah, so that was a really positive update. So that's good news. I was I was nervous about going to that appointment, you know, ever since the seizure happened every two out of the four really kept hammering home. Well, 7 years is the big appointment. 7 years is a big appointment. Well, this is a 7 year one. And uh, you know, I rushed rush over there after work and um yeah, it all went really really well. So I'm very very happy with how that went down. So hopefully, excuse me. So hopefully I can um pull some pictures of of some sparring I I can do in the in upcoming the months on the Instagram. Cuz now you're just seeing me hitting bags and stuff. Maybe you guys want to see me get punched in the face a couple of times. That'd be really fun. <clears throat> so out of the personal side, <clears> throat> my throat is, oh, this is, <sighs> all right. So I'm an honest guy, right? I'm an honest, I'm an honest gentleman. I'm, an on, I'm, I'm honest with you guys. I'm honest with everybody, right? I exaggerate, sure, but I wouldn't, I don't call myself a liar at all. Uh, My wife calls me a liar. She says I lie to her sometimes. But like little things. I don't ever lie about anything big. But like I'll be like, yeah, I'll go with you tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes. I'm like, I never said that. Um, So I'm a Conor McGregor fanboy, right? I did the video on my Instagram. You haven't seen it. Go check it out. I wore a Conor McGregor Reebok jersey. That's way too small. I wear 2X. That's my shirt. 2Xs fit me very comfortably. I ordered that thing... Three years ago or so, whenever the Reebok deal hit, whenever Connor beat Aldo, it was right before the first Nate fight is when I ordered it. It was like literally I got it the week of the Nate fight. So however many years ago that was, probably more than three years ago. Um, and it was small back then, right? And I've been my weight goes up and down, but anyway, that's not the point of the story. But it was very small me. But I am a Connor fanboy. My buddies at work, one buddy in particular is giving me some shit. So the Connor. Reeboks. I don't own a pair of Reeboks. I'm I, I'm a little bit of a shoe head, but not really. I own some Yeezys. I, I like Adidas. I like Nike. I used to rock Reebok classics back in the day, but I haven't really worn Reebok. I need new shoes for the garage. I need new shoes to work out in because the Roshi's, the Nike Roshi's I'm I'm rocking right now, are literally the bottom of them are like it's like you might as it's there's zero traction. Not not only zero traction, but it's literally like. It's sl- slippier with those things on. It's crazy, right? So I went out and bought boxing shoes. My elephant feet can't fit in these boxing shoes. I've tried them two or three times and I think I'm going to sell them. They are brutal on my feet. My feet are way too fucking wide for that shit. So my buddy made a crack about me being obsessed with Connor. Are you buying the Connor shoes? I hadn't seen the commercial yet. And then the commercial where he turns into like an action figure or whatever the fuck it is and he like fights people. I didn't even realize that was for shoes. I swear. I, did, I really didn't even pay attention that it was a shoe commercial. Just thought it was a Conor McGregor Reebok commercial. Well, doing some digging online, right? Doing some, uh, just some whatever. And I was like, well, I really need a new pair of shoes, right? And I go and I like Ultra Boost. And I start looking at the Ultra Boost or whatever. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, they always target ads. A Reebok ad popped up. Sean O'Malley was wearing these shoes that looked like the shoes in the Conor ad. So I go click on those and I start doing some research. So, the Connor shoes, the Zig, whatever, are coming out Friday. And uh, I think I'm going to buy them. Right. And they don't have anything, they don't say Connor McGregor on them. It was just the red and black ones that are in the commercial. So, I definitely feel like a little beta fuckboy doing that. I just like the shoes. They are other colors. Maybe I'll chicken out and go get the other colors. So, if someone questions me, I'd be like, dude, did you buy those shoes? Because Connor McGregor, you know, was in the commercial. And i would be like, no, dude, like these are different colors. I didn't even know, co-. you know, I could always lie and and say something like that, but no. Uh I re I went back and rewatched that commercial that I I guess I missed. And obviously they show the shoes a lot. So um, yeah, I think I'm a fuckboy a little bit. I know that's not what fuckboy means, but it's a little bit of a beta move. But I'm I'm admitting it to you guys now that uh I need new shoes and I like those. Maybe it's because I love Connor. Um but I don't know. I tell you what, if Israel Adesanya came out with a pair of shoes, I'd buy those in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? That's my guy. He's my number one right now. I love that dude. So let's get to Rio Rancho. Let's talk about it. I went six and seven on the nights. Kind of a weird card, right? So a lot of weird shit happened. I did. This is one of the first cards in a long time. And I'm talking a long time. I'm talking maybe six months, at least six to seven cards Maybe more than that, right? I I, I gotta check the uh, check the facts, check the stats. But I didn't get one underdog right, not one. That that rarely rarely happens to me. I was off on the underdogs. Um, I tweeted out about it, and, I, and I, it I me off. I take this shit very seriously. I do my research. I do my studies. I only placed one bet. It was a parlay for a hundred bucks, um, and I lost. And it was kind of sweet because both fighters I bet lost. So it was even though I lost a hundred bucks, it was kind of nice to be like, oh. Well, at least I lost all of it, and I didn't win one, because that that kind of stinks, because parlays burn me a lot. But we'll get to the card. First fight of the night was Mark De La Rosa versus Rowland Paiva. Rulin Paiva, great fight. He got this fight right. Paiva is a guy, it's shocking that he was 0-2 in the UFC. He's very, very talented, very skillful. He um he looked great. De La Rosa, I said on last week's podcast, I thought he was going to maybe grapple a little more. He was really aggressive. He had to get on the inside because he was a shorter guy. He was just getting picked apart. Paiva's really good with the counters. His foot works really good. He has bigger power than you expect for being kind of a long, uh, longer 125-er. He's got some really, really good power and really good striking. Um, I think his two losses, I mean, the Kaikar France was as close as get the Hajigo go fight. He got that big cut, so it is what it is. But this dude's tough. This dude's going to be a problem. I think he's going to get some really good wins. 125 is kind of stacked, right? It's it's a weird division because you got two, two guys fighting for the belt in, in next week. You know, you got Benavidez and Figueroa fighting for the belt, but there's some real sneaky, tough dudes. And Paiva's one and two, and I don't think he should be overlooked. Like, he's a real deal. He's going to be a problem for those guys, uh, you know, the top 10, top 15 uh, you know, top five maybe in the future. I got to see a little more of them, but yeah, I'm, I'm really high on this kid. Next up, Macy Shazan versus Shanna Young. This was a really good fight. This was really good back and forth in the beginning. Shazan took like three left head kicks, like right in a row and just ate them and just kept coming forward. She ended up The pressure ended up being too much and she ended up uh, getting one over Shanna Young. Shanna Young took this fight on short notice. Macy really needs a rebound after her loss to Leon Landsberg. She's kind of a... In that weird position where I think she can be a star and she could fight for 135. And, you know, I, I think right now she would get smoked by Nunez, but if you keep working her out, she's a big long frame for that division. I think she could do really, really good things. I personally think she should go up to 45. I know that's still and Nunez up there, technically, right now, but I think she's better suited at 45. I think the 35 weight cuts a little too much for her. I think her bigger frame maybe had a little bit of more muscle. Go up to, she has big legs, she's tall. Go up to 145. I've been preaching that. I think that's what she should do. Um, she looked good, though. Big rebound win. Shannon Young looked really good in that first round. Took it to her. Uh, Macy didn't really have any answers for the aggression or, or the left high kick or any of the counters. And then finally got to work in the clinch, laying some really good shots in the clinch. Kind of wore out uh, Shannon with some body shots and then ended up taking it to the ground and really, uh, really dominated from there. But, yeah, impressive win by Macy. A uh, good good win after a loss there. Um, Casey Kenny versus Morab just Dallas for This is a fight I was looking forward to. Mr. Devin. Mr. Devin Tata. Mr. Cocky. He listened to the Pick'em podcast last week, and all he texts me, you know, he texts me after I guess he listened and said, I got Kenny, right? Like, oh, hey, Brian, you're wrong. Marab's going to lose. I got Casey Kenny, right? I think it was a very close fight. I thought it was a very good fight on paper. But I ride with Marab. I think he's very, very talented. He's a guy that not a lot of people are talking about. So, uh, you know, he wins one week and he, and he starts fucking, you know, telling me I'm wrong. Well, in your face, David. Uh, great fight, right? This is this, really, didn't really didn't know how this was going to go because both guys are good grapplers. Casey decided to stand up a little bit. Marab's stand-up is a little wild, so it's kind of unpredictable. But Marab's takedowns are really nice. Really good entries. He knows how to finish on a takedown as well. If he gets a leg, he'll ankle pick it up, turn it into a single leg. His cardio is outstanding. The corner work from Matt and, and Ray is unbelievable. Who's the machine? You're the fucking machine. You're the machine. It's it's unbelievable. I, I literally have a love affair with Ray Longer. I've never met the guy. Um, great win from Rob. This guy's going to be tough to beat in that division. He doesn't get tired, and if the ref doesn't screw him, I mean, he had a really close fight in his first fight, and then he got screwed on the Ricky Simone fight. He could be undefeated in the UFC, right? He really, truly could be. Uh, His striking needs to get a little tighter, in my opinion. Um, I I like the spinning back stuff that he throws. He does have some little power in his hands. He can't hit you. He can't rock you. His kicks are Okay. Get a little more awkward, but more volume on your striking and then mix in your takedowns. But I think he could be a finisher. I really do. I think if he wears guys out with his takedown, his chain wrestling, his grappling, and he puts in some power and some crazy strikes, I think he can be really interesting in this division. I like him a lot. I'm high on Casey Kinney as well. I thought it was a good underdog play if he took that. Um, I was just busting Devin's balls. It is a good play. Casey decided to strike. I don't know if he didn't really want to wrestle Morab. I thought maybe Casey might be better in scrambles. But uh, that wasn't the case. Marab took him down. I know Kenny stood up a lot, but uh, Marab was just all over him. And uh, I think Casey Kenny, I mean, he's, this loss doesn't hurt him all that much. I think he's going to be a guy that's around for a while and, and, and a solid, solid uh, prospect. Um, keep an eye out for it. Next up, Ray Borg versus Haggio Bantanin. This is a fight. I My underdog, Glock, was Bontanine. Ray Borg just wrestle fucked him the entire time. It was a smart decision. You know, Ray didn't get tired. Thought he might have got tired. He missed weight. Bontarine's a big, big guy for 125. Didn't really have any answers on the stand up or the takedowns, excuse me. When Ray got that beautiful switch takedown and got on top, I felt like he felt like that's where he was at. Like, oh, this is how I'm going to win this fight. Um, And he just kept doing it over and over again, won the fight handsomely. I mean, it was good performance by Ray Borg, a, a guy who's been in this division forever. Um, fought for the title, lost for the title. Uh, he's going to be kind of a benchmark. He might fight for the title again. He might be up there, um, but I think, um, but I think he's he's maybe like the benchmark, right? I think like he's going to fight the Piva's and he's going to fight the Kai Car Francis. He's going to fight the guys who are really maybe next line for one twenty five, and he's going to be there. He's going to be the litmus test. He's got a frustrating style good wrestling, good striking, good camp. Um he has changed camps. He just needs to make weight. That's it. I think I did read something today on Twitter that they said that he's going up to um he's going up to 135. So, you know, whatever I just said at 125 means nothing. He's going up to 135. Uh, you know, his style can work up there. He's not that much smaller than those guys. If you can't make the weight, you can't make the weight. Next up, you got Scott Holson versus Jim Miller. Fight of the night, great fight. I had I had Jim Miller Um, a little bit of a, um, like I picked with my heart on this one instead of my brain. I, I kind of, when I, this fight first got announced, I thought Holtzman might win a decision, really good striking, but Jim Miller's been on fire lately. I figured he could catch Holtzman, maybe grab a neck or something. Great, great fight. Holtzman took some fucking missiles to his jaw. Big, big left hands. Jim Miller isn't a one punch knockout guy, but he does have power. He has hurt people with his hands. And Holtzman walked through that shit, dude. Like it was—I mean—he got cracked and walked through it, and just kept firing on Miller. And it was a—it uh, was a really, really entertaining fight. You know, Jim Miller was in it to the to the very end. I mean, Holtzman took over in the later rounds. He clearly won the fight. There was no argument to be made. But um, really entertaining fight, really competitive. Jim Miller's been around since what '94. It seems like, and this dude's still being competitive against you know younger talent. You you got to give credit to Jim Miller. Uh, For that, I mean, he's coming off two first-round finishes and went toe-to-toe with Holtzman, who is a good striker, is powerful, bricked up for the division, and Jim Miller held his own, and it was a classic Jim Miller fight. It was was a really, really good fight. Um, Not overly impressed with Holtzman yet. That's two wins in a row for him. Um, I need to see a little more. I'm not going to crown him anything. I think a Don Madge. My guy, my guy, Don Maj. I think that'd be a really interesting fight. Don Maj got Holtzman, maybe in the summer. International fight week. Uh, I don't know. Don, fly me out. We'll go. Vegas. Let's do it. Um, I think that was a really good fight for Don Madge. I think Don Maj 2-0 in the UFC. Holtzman's kind of a name. He's had several fights in the UFC, a couple losses, good style matchup for both guys. Um, I really would like to see that fight. I think that'd be a good fight. If not, you know, keep feeding Holtzman some of these guys, or maybe, maybe they're trying to move him up. I'm not really sure, but um That was what I thought after the fight was over. I thought, this is a good matchup for match. Depending how quick um, Holston can turn around, April will be fun. May would probably be ideal. If not, put on an international fight week and uh, let's do it. That would be a really good fight for my guy, Don Match. And of course, I'm taking the magic, man. Huh? Fuck out of here. Next up, John Dodgson versus Nathaniel Wood. (sighs) This one hurt, right? I'm I'm a big Nathaniel Wood guy. I'm a big Nate Wood guy. Um, I think he's super, super talented. Uh, It was a really good fight in the first round. Really good fight all all throughout. Um, Nathaniel Wood was laying that check left hook really, really well. Dotson, really good footwork. He frustrates people. He's quick, but he backs up with his hands down. Nathaniel Wood was fine in that left hand. It wasn't a super strong check left hook or, or counter left hook, whatever you want to call it, but it was there. If he committed to it, I thought he could have hurt Dotson. I mean, Dotson's impossible to finish. He's never been finished before. But Nate was doing really, really good in this fight. He was coming forward. He was doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's kept keeping his hands up, keeping at range. And then at the beginning of the round, he just charges in, wanting to get, you know, it was a close fight. Maybe, you know, he thought, I need to go take it over in this round and just charge in and caught a counter left hand. I mean, if fighting John Dotson, I wouldn't worry about any, any time he's advancing, I wouldn't really worry about it, right? You know, put your hands up. Circle off, back away, he'll reset. He only throws like three or four punches at a time, but you got to be careful with the counters. He's very fast, very powerful on those counters. Similar to what happened to TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw rushed in, got countered, got knocked out. Uh, Demetrius Johnson, when they fought, he rushed in, got countered, didn't get knocked out, but got hurt. Um, You know, John Dodson still has that power regardless of, you know, you know, where he's training at, and in his fight style. And he's a little frustrating at times, but his counter game's really good. And Daniel, Wood, I thought just had a lapse in judgment and just really want to get after it. Maybe thought like, I got this guy, this guy doesn't have much. I've, I felt his stuff. I, I know his movement. I'm, I'm coming after him. And, uh, He caught a big left hand and got put down and got put out. A lot of people were complaining about the stoppage. I thought the stoppage was good. This hurt because this was one of my bets. I had uh, Nathaniel Wooden, one of my $100 bets. I had Bontarine as well, so I had the underdog. And this was my underdog lock and my favorite lock, and they both lost. So not happy about that. Not only the money's one thing, right? Yeah, the money would have been nice. I'm buying shoes, guys. Yeah, the money would have been nice, okay? But being wrong hurts more, right? When I say someone's a lock, And I'm telling this microphone and it's going into your guys' ears, I mean that shit. So that hurts when I'm wrong, right? MMA is a crazy fucking sport, right? There's no one in the world that's picking at 100%. There's no one in the world probably picking at 90%. And if they are, they're just closing their eyes and they're picking they're getting lucky as shit. But if you know the game, you know shit like this happens. I think Nathaniel Wood wins that fight probably maybe 8 out of 10 times if I'm being honest with you. Um, just the Russian and caught, you know, he got caught and it is what it is. Props to John Dodson. John Dodson's a guy that uh needed that win more than Nathaniel. I want to see Nate be a little more active. I know he broke his arm. He had to sit out for a while, but a little more active. I know he just got TKO'd or knocked out, whatever they called it. Still like to see him come back by the summer and and, and get another fight because I think he's super talented. I think he's a really talented kid. So that'd be fun to watch. So but that one hurt. That one hurt bad. Next up, Ten Means versus uh, Daniel Rodriguez. Really, really good fight. This was probably the second fight of the night, in my opinion. Um, Tim means just can't take a shot anymore guys. Right. Uh, you know, I never thought he was a guy that had like the best chin in the world. He's been caught before, but I feel like ever since Nico, Couple fights ago, really like slapped him, slapped him. I feel like his chin's a little bit. He's a little bit older. He's been fighting forever. Rodriguez is a guy who's got decent boxing. He's got really awkward body. I, I, if I take a look at him, there's no way I think that guy makes 170, right? He's kind of like skinny fat, a little bit skinny legs, kind of a chubby upper body. He's it's, it, it, it's really weird, but decent boxing. I wasn't blown away by Rodriguez. I was just more kind of blown, like not, taken back by Tim Means. He wasn't as aggressive as I thought. I thought the clinch. Would have worked really well for him. He kind of did threaten a takedown. I think he did get a takedown in the first round. Um, really wasn't staying at distance. I thought he had a little bit of a length on him. Could have used that left hand longer, a little more. Stuck to jab in his face. Rodriguez was out jabbing him. Um, and then he got caught at the end of the bell at the end of the round there and really, really wobbled him. And I knew right then, I'm like, oh, this fight's over because he got hurt bad in the back of his head. You need a, you need more than a minute with ice in your head to recover from that. And he came out a little wobbly in the next round and and, and kept getting clipped, and then I'm getting deep, deep choked. And it is what it is. I was a little bummed I missed this one. Uh, again, I'm not super high on Rodriguez. I didn't think he looked all that great on the contender series, but he fought a guy in the contender series. His One of his last fights wasn't his last fights. He took a fight outside the UFC, but he's fought tall, lengthier guys at that division that are strikers. And I thought he did pretty well in the contender series. I just thought Tim Means was going to be a little more meaner. I did it, yeah, so what? Um, and he, he he did it, you know? It, it was a weird performance by Tim Means. May, he, maybe he showed his age a little bit. Maybe his chin's wearing off a little bit, whatever the case may be. But um, I'm a little bummed I missed this. This is usually a flyer that I would take. I took the wrong flyer. I took the wrong plus 200. I took the Quan Townsend, which was a huge mistake. I didn't bet on this fight, and, and I'm glad I didn't uh, miss out on a, a plus 250 or 235, whatever he was. But um, yeah, so I didn't lose money out. But I'm a little mad I didn't get it right because, you know, it, it no one. It was hard to predict this fight because Rodriguez hasn't shown like a lot. There's a UFC debut. Tim Means is an established guy, whatever. But I think there's some people out there that could probably predict this one. So that one got to me. But great fight. Great fight from both guys. Next up, you have Yancey Medeiros versus Lando Venata. Really good fight as well. Kind of a weird fight. A little disappointing, if I'm being honest with you. Lando, he's just too pretty. He's, he's just. Probably bounces around the gym all day, does his flashy movements, flashy footwork, switching stances, but you got to do something with that, man. Like, you look cool and everything, that's fine, but you got to do something with that. If someone catches your timing, someone knows what you're doing, if someone's coming at you, then it's over, right? He outpointed Yancey here. I thought he had a chance to finish this fight. He didn't. Yancey's a solid dude, but he's not, like, world-class, in my opinion, sorry, it's the truth. Um, And Lando, I think he considers himself a world-class guy, at least a world-class striker, you got to do more, right? The flashy stuff's cool, but you got to be a finisher. You got to be a little more aggressive. You got to be a little min- mean in there. I want him to get after it, right? Get after it. And he did it. So a little bit of a disappointment there. I thought that fight would be really good. Uh, next up, Montana De La Rosa versus Mar- uh, Mario Romero Bellella. This fight stunk. Uh, Montana just just took her down the whole time and won. I barely paid attention to this fight, I'm being honest with you. Um, and uh, Montana De La Rosa still looks very, very good. But that fight not. We're moving on. Devin Clark versus Dequan Townsend. That fight stunk. This is the flyer I took. Plus 235 was Devin Townsend. I thought he could maybe catch Clark with something, but the guy's just not UFC caliber. I think he should be cut after this. That's three in a row for him. Um you know, you have that many fights in MMA. You had a lot of amateur fights. I feel like you should probably learn how to stop a takedown by now, and you can't you can't get off off, off your back. Devin Clark, good grappler. Uh, I know he's from New Mexico whatever, but that fight could have went a lot differently if you had just a little more skill set. I don't know. I think the Townsend should uh, should be calling the UFC. Uh, he's not caliber. Devin Clark's not UFC caliber either, but he won, so you can't cut him. All right, co-main event, main event time, Diego Sanchez. Oh, excuse me. I, I missed the fight. Brock Weaver versus of uh, Vargas. So my guy, Brock Weaver, uh, was going to be a guest on the podcast, was not. Still rooted for him. Um, came out. Looked okay. Took a big shot against the cage. Got taken down fairly easily, right? Worked a guillotine. Almost had it. Did not. Caught a real bad knee. Knocked him out. They called the fight. He got DQ'd. Or Vargas got DQ'd. Reports come out that Vargas has trained with some camps in, in the United States, and he is a dirty fighter. He has done that shit in training as well. So a lot of people aren't surprised. And now I know that could come out What anybody could say whatever, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so Brock won. Uh, not a great performance by him, right? He didn't look great leading up to that. I think he's kind of a slow starter. Um, he was throwing his left hand pretty wildly there. Vargas came out not as well as I thought was expecting him to. Definitely aggressive, definitely coming forward. Worked the takedowns. Maybe that was part of his game. Um, I think Brock could have maybe finished that choke. He had full guard. He had a good grip. I feel like um, just a little more mat time and a little more polish. I think I think you can get that because Vargas's neck was there. Uh, striking Brock looked okay. looked a little slow to me. If I'm being honest with you, I think the weight cut might maybe first time at 55 in a while weight cut might've fucked with them. And then the legal need just, you just can't do that. That's just uncalled for. So, uh, yeah, Brock won that. So sorry for skipping that fight. Sorry. I breezed over that. Uh, Diego Sanchez was my Michelle Pereira. This fight was crazy, right? Diego Sanchez's corner is crazy. I'm going to play my favorite clip over the weekend, right? You got to see it, right? So Barrett Depot, this guy, right? Barachino Depot. This this guy posts all these clips. I've mentioned before. He, he, he'll he rip a clip off an interview or whatever and he'll play it. And this one from Diego Sanchez made me laugh. He's talking to reporters. I'm sure you've seen it. It's on my uh, in, uh, U, uh, YouTube page. It's on my uh, MMA Takes Twitter. Just the his look, his head on. okay. It's just so funny to me. Here you go. You know, most Most people, most healthy human beings... Carry their weight. If they are healthy, some of you are not. All right? Oh, my God. Some of you are not. All right? And he does like a little head nod. He's clearly talking like John Morgan and these fat fucking MMA dorks or cameraman or whoever. And it's like, he's the craziest fucking guy. He is nuts. He walked in with his hands on the side, did like a weird walk. His haircut's crazy. He's got one cornerman who's been getting roasted because he's like this, uh, like weird, you know, like a like a what do they call him? Like a snake oil salesman. What what is that expression? Like he's one of those guys, like the one touch guys. He's doing all this weird shit, and like people people eat this stuff up. People eat these fake martial martial artists up and. And Diego's nuts, right? And then the corner, like Trevor Whitman roasted the corner of ice. Like, what are they talking about? So this is being a little bit of a controversy. Obviously, this fight ended with a legal knee. Diego won. Um, Pereira was dominating the entire fight. It was the third round. He, he, he 100% landed a legal knee. And uh, Diego couldn't continue. So I said Diego quit. And here's, here's the thing, right? So... Anthony Smith got knee by John Jones illegally, right? And you can't compare who was more hurt, who was whatever, that, that, who knows. But Smith was kneed, and if he said he couldn't continue, he would have won by DQ. He would have been champion. He decided to continue. He got praised for that. They're like, man, I can't believe you continued whatever. He's like, well, I don't want a cheap way out. Diego's been around for a long, long time, right? And he ate a knee. It cut him. And my problem is... Is the questions he was asking after he got need. He was alert. He wasn't like Brock Weaver. He didn't get knocked out. Yes, he got a legal knee. Pereira's gonna get a point taken away regardless. Herzog was kind of doing the right thing. Jason Herzog's pretty underrated referee. He was he was surprised that Diego wanted to quit. He was talking. to Diego said, "Diego, take a look. Whatever, I'm gonna bring in the doctor." The doctor comes in, checks it, and he starts asking questions. Like, "Well, if I if if." if if it's illegal, if I can't continue, he's the DQ, right? Can I go talk to my coach? And they're like, no, no coaching. And he goes, okay. And he sat down and thought, He said, and Jason was like, take the time, all the time you want. Legal shot, take the time you want. And the blood wasn't in Diego's eye. Yes, he was cut. Yes, he got hit with an illegal knee. A lot of people are on Team Diego here saying, you got a legal knee. Take the win, whatever. But uh, Diego, the questions would I have problems with, right? You're in a conscious enough mind, <clears throat> conscious enough mind to ask, can I talk to my corner? If 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 I can't continue, it's a DQ, right? It's not a real contest. I'll get the win. Okay, yeah, I can't see. It was a legal shot. It was a legal shot. The blood's mine. It's a legal shot. They just wiped the blood from his face. The blood wasn't in his eye. Yes, it was a legal shot. He had every right to not be able to continue. However, I felt like that was like kind of a cheap way out, right? You were getting your ass kicked the entire fucking fight. There's no way if you were winning that fight, you're dominating every second in that fight. If if you would have maybe taken that, you maybe would have continued. Um, I'm not a fighter. I'm not in there. I don't know what's going on. I just didn't love the conscious decision to take the DQ. It's kind of a weird move, right? Um, Especially since it's Diego, who's, who's a warrior, who's a fucking beast. He's been in there with everybody. No one's ever going to question his toughness. I am sure and shit not going to question his toughness. But, if I'm calling it like I see it, like I always do, I felt like he looked he wanted a way out. He wanted a way out, and that was probably the first time I've ever seen Diego want a way out in a fight, right? He fights to the death. The guy always does. his cut when he fought BJ Penn for the title was the size of his forehead. They stopped that fight. He was bummed out about that. um it, it's kind of it's kind of wild to me um that he did that. It was just it was just a little odd to me. I didn't expect that from Diego. Um, I'm not questioning his toughness or anything, but I, I he wanted a way out. That's just that's just say, that. Okay, main event time. Not much to get to on the main event. Jan Bohobus looked fucking great. Uh, Corey Anderson decided, and this is the one thing I I maybe mentioned on the podcast. If not, I fucking should have. Corey Anderson came off a big knockout, big big win, probably the biggest winning of his career. Johnny Walker uh, had this huge hype behind him, was knocking everybody out, and, and and Corey comes out there and knocks him out. Corey's not known for his hands, right? Decent boxing. He's a big kid. Has power, but he's not known for his knockout power. He knocks out Johnny uh, Walker in the first round. If I've been saying Hendricks the whole time, I apologize. I'm staring right at his fucking face. Old Big Rick. So if I said Hendricks, I apologize. Um, but, you know, and I thought maybe he might come in with the Blahovich and got a little happy with his hands, which is okay. But you really need to mix up the takedowns. I didn't really see. I think I saw him go for one takedown or one knee tap. Um and then he just ran into a right hand. I thought. I just think maybe he got a little overconfident. I think he overlooked. Uh, I think he overlooked uh, Jan Jan Blahovic. And then they had a nice little interaction. Jan and John. Jan and John. Um, yeah. So it was, a, it was a good event overall. Kind of weird. A lot of people shit on it a little bit. The main card was whatever. Undercard I thought was really good. I thought there was some good storylines that came out of it. Uh, Jan Blahovic is definitely a guy to fight for the title. A lot of people shout out MMA uh, etc. They've been pushing for Reyes and Santos and then John fight Jan Blachowicz, which I like. I like that idea. If they rematch John and Reyes and have Jan fight, uh, fight Santos again, which they've already fought, Santos knocked him out, that doesn't make much sense. Um, so I think the right thing to do is have John fight Jan. John's going to win. Reyes, Santos, I don't know who would win that fight. That's a really close fight. Winner fights John in the fall or winner, whatever. Um that needs to happen. That should happen. I think the guys at my my brothers in Canada have it right. So that's about it for Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Okay, so a couple of things here before we end the show. Where are we at here? Thirty six minutes. Yeah, okay, so we got about twenty more minutes, huh? I got a, I got a couple of things to talk about. Um, UFC two forty eight promo. I tweeted it. Go on my Twitter and watch it. I was gonna play it through here, but there's there's maybe some copyright things with the uh, music or whatever. Don't want to get sued. I don't, you know. I mean, what? I gotta take my laptop. Um, wow. I mean, I know I'm an Izzy guy, and 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 I know a lot of people aren't psyched because Yol's coming off two straight losses, but I'm pumped for this fight. Fucking Jack for this fight. I could run through this wall right now. Run right through this fucking wall to my daughter's room. I could do it i um, pumped up for that fight. That is, it's a good card too. It is an awesome promo. I took me forever to find that fucking song. I finally found it. Banger of a song. Promos unbelievable. Even the Zhang Wali, you know, stuff is really, really good. Um, man, if you, you need to go, don't stop listening to this. Maybe you can pause it, right? I'll allow a pause and go watch it, right? So go watch it now. Pause and go watch it. Huh? ha, <laughs> ha! Are you back now? Am I unpause? Because whoa, what a promo! Am I right? Make your dick move, make your nipples hard. Woo! I love that shit. I love it. Um, and another thing about two forty eight I was hoping to get Jared Cannonier versus uh, Darren Till. Till had some visa issues, and then Cannonier just uh came out and said he tore his pec, so he's not fighting anyway till wants to be the backup for the main event still having these issues but he was on aerial today um he was on aerial today uh saying he's training twice a day he's getting his weight down you know he's ready to step in if need be you know ready to be backup what have you um god i love darren till the guy was great on hawani day hawani show sucked uh, we have little show notes we gotta bring up but um darren's amazing i mean the personality for days the guy's great uh but the main topic here is Kentonier tore his pec. I got a little eyebrows up for that, right? Typically, not typically, when Kasich tore his bicep, a lot of people were like, hmm, you know, that guy's jacked. A lot of bicep tears and muscle tears happen a lot in wrestling, professional wrestling with all the steroids. Now, this could be a freak accident. I don't know. I don't know many other MMA fighters that have torn their pecs. But my eyebrows are up. You know, Jan Kiernanier's had a nice little resurgence. He's ripped to shit. Eyebrows up for that, guys. Okay. Eyebrows up. I'm not going to say it, but uh, let me just say that. Let me just put it this way. Okay. I'm drinking apple juice right now, right? Great, ever fresh, I believe. Apple juice, right? In a glass bottle. Got to get in the glass bottle. I think Jared is drinking a little more than apple juice, huh? I think he's taking a little more than apple juice, huh? That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna say anything else. That's it. I uh, mentioned that Hawani had a show today. Sucked. Darren Till stole the stole the show. Mike Perry said he might move to lightweight, which I think is a good thing. I think he's a little short. Doesn't need to carry all that muscle. I think he'd be good at lightweight. He's grappling. Ally Quinta this weekend should be fun. Ally Quinta, who I don't love, um, he was on the show, and now him and Dustin Poirier got a little back and forth Twitter thing going on. I think that's a great fight. But Al called him out. Dustin Poirier, the one thing I think Al said is that that's right. And again, I don't agree everything this guy says. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of him, but he's like, he thinks his value is way more than it is when it shouldn't be. And he's 100% right. I think Dustin Poirier, and I've said it before, he should be embarrassed how he fought against Khabib. He didn't win a fucking second in that fight. He was complaining in his corner about how I can't get this guy off me. Who did you think you were fighting, dude? Like what did you prepare for? You come from a great camp that I respect a lot. Mike Brown one of the best head coaches, going to be a great head coach for a long time coming. What did you expect? Now, yes, he had hip surgery right afterwards, so maybe he was dealing with a really bad hip injury. I don't know. But I hated that like him in the corner. I just really I was just like, what is what did he think's going to happen? Like People give Connor shit. Connor fought Khabib way better. Al fought Khabib way better. Dustin just gave up. Like, he just, he had like one moment where he was rushing in. Like, he caught Khabib with like a little bit of a left hand and he rushed in like wild, throwing punches, and Khabib just swerved all of them. Like Ally Quinta is a hundred percent not. He's he's valuing himself way too high. He's saying I'm only holding out for certain guys. I'm only doing this, and I like Dustin Poirier. I think he's a fucking champ. I think he's really really good. But I'm not loving this attitude. Like I love how honest he is on Twitter. He's a must follow on Twitter. But you know he called out Al. He's like you won two fights, and Al's like yeah, but at least I didn't quit like you did. And then he wants to fight out 170. He's been calling guys out at 170. It's like. Then he apparently Nate turned down the fight. Nate doesn't want to fight him. you don't fight at 170. Ally Quinto is a small 55 er Like, what? you know, he's pulling the Connor move. Like, I'll fight, but I'm not cutting weight. Like, you can't get away with that, right? If you're going to 70, stay at 70. I don't like these guys bouncing up and down. They're mixing up the weight classes or fucking everything up. You're not a 170 pounder, right? You fought at 145. You're a good size 55 er You'd be a tiny 70. Conor McGregor is a little bit different because Conor McGregor's bringing this company billions of dollars. You're not. Okay. When you get to the Conor level, you can demand whatever you want, but take the fight at 55. It's the only one that makes sense and be the end of it. Okay. All right. So last two things here, uh, reign of the day, Mark Goddard. All right. So I hate this fucking guy, right? I don't like him as a ref. I think he's, And this again sounds like I'm a Conor fanboy because him and Conor don't like each other. This actually has nothing to do with Conor. He came out and said uh, Colby Covington's been bitching and complaining, you know, food poisoning. I stepped on a banana peel. Uh, Goddard was a shit ref, whatever. I actually had no problem with the stoppage in that fight, but Goddard has a podcast for some reason with Dan Hardy, and he says I was right on the money with that one. Very arrogantly, this guy can never admit when he's wrong, right? And I don't think he was wrong, but the way he handles these decisions. And the way he acts afterwards, it's like it's not about you. Like he wants to stop refing and be like the big John McCartney, uh, that that John McCartney's announcing a bellator, who he, he's awful, by the way. It's it's terrible, it's unlistenable. But he wants to be that. Like he wants to have a voice, he doesn't want to just be a ref in the cage. Um, I just he makes it about himself. It's just get the fuck out of the way. We shouldn't be talking about you. But every time Mark Goddard fight refs. He's chastising these guys. Come on, Kamaro, fight like the one time he did in the uh, the Tyrant fight or whatever, and it was ridiculous. And then the stoppage of Colby, which I didn't think was bad, but you know some people did question it a little bit. It was a fifth round fight, whatever, close fight, what have you. I thought, I mean, regardless, I thought Kamaro was going to win. Um, and then the, the whole Connor stuff, and then the fucking Marab. I don't know if you heard this story. Marab lost to Simon. It was, it was a different ref. A ref who's never refed in the UFC since then. Um, uh, Simone had him in a choke. Marab wasn't out. The ref said he was out. Morab popped up, said, "What? He's winning the fight." There, he wasn't out. The ref said, "Oh my god, he, I think I fucked up." Goddard from cage side, from cage side, wasn't he ref in the fight. Runs over to Ray Long and goes, "Hey Ray, I know he was out. I know for a fact he was out." Ray's like, "How the fuck can you know? You're sitting 200 feet away. This guy just interjects himself and everything. Everything's about me." I'm predicting it now. He's going to stop reffing. He's going to maybe podcast full-time. He's going to go into some kind of uh, broadcasting role with some British organization or maybe bare-knuckle fighting or whatever the fuck it is. I I can't stand him. I just just don't like him. I don't listen to the podcast. I heard the clip. It's today. It fired me up. Second rant of the day. This will be a short one. Fuck Hawani. Always. The guy was tweeting more about the NBA All-Star Weekend, the NBA Slam Dunk. As opposed to fighting. Listen, I love the slam dunk. I don't like MEA. I like the skills. I didn't watch this All-Star game, but I like the slam dunk competition. I like the three-point competition, but I wasn't tweeting about it because MMA's on, right? I was watching both, but I'm going to tweet about MMA. Now, when you get paid to talk about MMA, you should tweet about MMA, and he did, but he was also tweeting about the NBA. You should, Errol Hawani, he's always struck me as a guy that's always wanted to be some kind of sports journalist, and the only sport that would allow him, because it was such a fucking ragamuffin place back in the day, the only place he could get his foot in was MMA. I question the guy's passion for the sport. I question his long-term commitment. The guy's on the sidelines doing NBA games. I know he works for ESPN. He's doing NBA games. He's always commenting on professional wrestling. He has all these random people on his show. I hate that. He's the face of MMA journalism. I hate that his numbers he's get. He does numbers that fighters have to go on his show to promote themselves. I hate it. Brett Okamoto is 10 times the guy he is. I don't like that shit. Errol needs to go. I hate that. He's the face of the sport. I love and that's it. Replace his ass. Done. Ran over. All right. So last thing we'll end it here. Went we'll on something a little little fun. Max Holloway tweeted out. Let me find the tweet for you here. Max Holloway is actually a really good follow on uh on Twitter too. He's actually not actually, because I'm, I'm making it sound like he's dumb, but he's he's really good like on Twitter. He's got good ideas. He was debating about open scoring judging uh with Kevin Ioli. And it was just it was really intelligent. So Max said watching NBA B all-star weekend, and it's always so sick. Got me wondering though, what can we do to international fight week? What we can add to international fight week. What's our versions of dunk contest and three-part contest? What skills challenge can we do? What celeb games can we do? Celebrity BJJ matches. And this got me rolling. I love this idea. And he's 100% right. MMA is a year-round sport. We don't really have an all-star game. We don't get, you know, football has the Pro Bowl. No one cares about, but they do a skill challenge, which is fun. Hockey has the all-star game. They do a skill challenge, which is fun. Baseball does a home run derby, all-star game, fun. NBA slam dunk, all that's really fun. MMA, it's 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 hard because it's a year round sport and it's and it's it's a sport, but it's also very dangerous. You can't play MMA because someone's going to get hurt, right? Um, so it's 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 different, right? Boxing has the same issue. Boxing never does anything. They do celebrity boxing, whatever. But what Max said was great. No, no, it's a fight week. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. Seems like it add a little bit of a punch. Half the people. That in well, order the people that own MMA, the the that the, the firm, whatever, WMEG or whatever, they have so many Hollywood investors. You can get big names to come for International Fight Week and do events like this. So I read a I read a um few things down here. Celebrity grappling, but very low like rules. Like so, like they can go and do grappling, but you don't have to know jujitsu to do it. Like I know a lot of guys train jujitsu, Vince Vaughn, Aston Kutcher, Jonah Hill, all these guys are are belts, like like Ashton kutcher might be a brown butt i don't know but really fun to see ashton kutcher rolling with vince Vaughn. that would be awesome right they both trained jiu-jitsu yes they're at different levels but that'd be really fun and it, it would all go to charity it'd all be a charitable organization air it live on espn you can put it on espn plus fight pass whatever so do like a, a grappling competition-esque celebrity wise you can also like team up with a guy so like um Say you're Ashton Kutcher and you're from, you know, you're training out of California. Most of these guys are training in California, but I think you're you're a, um, uh, what is he? He's a Gracie guy. What's that fucking Gracie's name? Henner. You're Henner's guy, right? So you can pair up with Henner and it could be like a tournament. Henner will go to the pro bracket. You'll do the, the amateur bracket and we'll see what team wins. Kind of like a pro am with a deal with golf. That would be really fun. Punch machine turning, right? So that punch machine, I think they need to perfect it a little bit more. I think there's better technology out there than what there is. Um, I have a water bag. I think I'm going to get another one and it comes with a sensor and it's like really good for your workouts. I think that's what, uh, down the line is what I'm going to do. Shout out Aqua training bag. Um, they had this new sensor punch sensor out. It's really cool. So do something along those lines and have celebrities line up and punches, punch either the bag, the water bag. You can do that. Shout out Aqua training bag. No big deal. Or. You can do like a punch machine, just have a punch machine contest with all these celebrities. Now I know they kind of do that on some sh- some shows, but really it's like like you know, they, they don't do it enough. I feel like if they air it and they did like a tournament style where they had all these celebrities punch his fucking thing and see who hit the hardest, I think that'd be really fun. And like I said, celebrities love MMA. I feel like it's low pressure. You don't have to dress up. Just fucking put on a t shirt, whatever, and throw a fucking punch at this thing. I think that's a really good idea. Uh, celebrity boxing, Jason Ellis type stuff. Have you ever seen Ellis Mania? It's kind of this crazy thing. Last year, Shane Carwin boxed. Uh, it's a little too horny, though. It's like naked chicks and some really, you know, really crazy stuff. Tone it down a little bit, but have something like that. Like have a, a, a celebrity um, th- that's like an action hero, like a Chris Hemsworth. Box a professional with like his one arm time behind his back or like the guy can't use kicks and Chris can do whatever he wants and like have it really fun. I mean, that being a lot of money, that's essentially what the zones doing with these YouTube guys, these YouTube guys, Jake Paul, Logan Paul. I think they have some skills. I'm not going to shit on them because they're doing what they do. i i I, you know i i think they're they're you know it's whatever i i I don't really watch it but i i get it i get the marketing behind it i'm not gonna fucking knock them but a lot of people watch that shit you imagine if a celebrity comes up and you can even get the paul brothers to come up and do this shit you can get the internet stars whatever um to do like the celebrity stuff and, and put it on national Fight Week. If fucking people look at that, gangbusters. You tell me if Thor was fighting, let's say fucking John Jones and John Jones couldn't kick and had his left arm time behind his back, you don't think people are gonna watch that? And obviously, it's like, not like a fight. It'll be low level, maybe, you know, headgear or whatever and just have a good time with it. But I think people are gonna tune into that. I think that'd be really fun. Um, another one, these are just random ones here. Get all the action stars superhero stars like Jason Statham all these guys you think they're tough let's see how really tough they are put them through like a skill gauntlet and we'll see who have the most points each one gets graded kind of like the the slam dunk competition right we have like judges and they'll they'll do like a pad routine and they'll work the pads out they'll throw some kicks they'll try to break some boards whatever the fuck it is and they'll get judged they'll do you'll do your best kick right let's see what your best kick is we'll see you know joe rogan's got that machine in his in a studio where you kick it and see how hard you can kick right bring that out here right let's see let's see that let's see we'll, we'll rate you on your kick jason statham can do all these crazy shit in his movies let's see him do it in real life let's see who is actually the toughest superhero action star or whatever i've been saying for years these guys are actors i can kick all their asses prove me wrong That'd be another really fun thing for doing National Fight Week. I think a million people will show up for that. Uh, kill a man with the ball. King of the mountain. I mean, either one. I played as a kid. It'd be fun to see that with celebrities. Very physical. Not really anything to do with MMA, but very physical. Uh, you can do like a road rules um, Road Rules challenge type deal. Like create these weird games kind of like uh, what they do on The Ultimate Fighter with the Coach's Challenge. Do something like that with celebrities. Or maybe even do Coach's Challenge with the fighters. I mean, the fighters are celebrities at the International Fight Week. So seeing Sun Sonnen play, not Chael Sonnen, but seeing, um, you know, like fucking Daniel Cormier play someone in ping pong would be really fun to watch, right? Have a ping pong term. It doesn't even have to be fight related, just something competitive nature and really like put, put into it. Because people are going to show up to watch people do things that they normally don't do. And if you bring like Ben Affleck in, who I know owns some of the UFC, and Colin O'Brien, these guys who... Are fight fans and Matthew McConaughey whoever shows up to the fights the most? Let's put them to the test, right? Let's see what they got. I think be be of really really fun. All right, so that's the show. I went on the I got a little excited at the end there, but I think it's a really good idea. Max Holloway really insightful because it's a good point. MMA's you don't play MMA, but it's really fun, and I think a lot of people can really rally behind that. International Fight Week sounds like a blast. They fly everyone out. They spend a lot of money on that. Spend a little more money. Charge a little more money. Do whatever you got to do. Um, you got the UFC PI, you got the UFC Apex where they do the contender series now. You got a lot of buildings where you can host these events now and really bring it up. And I think that's a good idea. All right, that's the show I'm gonna have to pick on this week for UFC Auckland. Great card. Paul Felder versus Dan Hooker is a banger of a main event. I mean a banger. There's not many other 155-pound fights that I really want to watch right now. That is a sick, sick fight. I can't wait for that fight. And the Pickens will be out Friday, like always. Thursday night, Friday. So uh, I'll talk to you guys later this week. I'll see you. Hey, pal, do me a favor get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! Come on, back! Come on! Come on, motherfucker! Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Do you see that shit? That yes. Button. good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.